0: Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America and Outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Hey friends, my name is Brenda and we are glad you have joined us. You know, a few days ago, Walt and I were reviewing the podcast stats with our boss, Rick, and we were very encouraged. And you know what? We are thankful for you, our listeners. The number's growing, and there are listeners now in 16 countries. Wow, that just kind of blows us away. Um, we would love to hear from you, in fact. And so we have set up an email address. We'd love to invite your comments and some of your Bible questions as we've been teaching uh, a number of seasons now. Our email address is walk.with.god.wbk at gmail.com. So it's a little long. Check the show notes to confirm our email address. And we're going to remind you later. But we would love your comments, your Bible questions. And in a couple weeks, that's going to be our focus. But for today, we're going to turn to the psalms as we continue on this journey and today we're actually going to be in psalm 121 a song of ascents there are a number of these and this particular pilgrim hymn affirms that all true help comes from the Lord, who is the keeper of Israel." That's a quote from Charles Ryrie. And we've done ministry a little bit with Charles Ryrie, and so I always love to use
1: one of his quotes because his Bible has been uh, such a good tool in my life. As we begin this Psalm, the first two verses talk about God being an all-powerful Creator. Uh, Let me just read those, um, verses 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From whence shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now, as we as readers come to that text, we should ask a question about it. The first question that we ask is, what's the setting when you're lifting up your eyes and you're sent up to Jerusalem? Well, Jewish families are traveling together on their way to Jerusalem for one of the three main feasts. And they walk along the Jordan River Valley, or they can come up from the Mediterranean coast, or they come up from the north and south any way they have to go up. To Jerusalem. And as they come along, they look to the east and they see the mountains of Jordan rising up. And then they look to the west and they see the mountains of Samaria and the Judean wilderness as they get closer to Jericho. And uh, we've been to Jericho over 30 times. It's 864 feet below sea level at the spring there of Jericho. And when we get there, we, we look up and We're going to have to climb to over 2,400 feet to get up to Jerusalem. A difference in elevation of more than 3,200 feet climbing. That's why I lift my eyes to the mountains. They're all around me. And then when I read Psalm 122, I'm I'm reminded of this verse from one of Jesus' parables. This is the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke, and specifically verse 30. A certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, and they stripped him... And they beat him, and they went off, leaving him for half dead. Um, this parable is about a traveler on the Jericho road, and the psalms of a sense is going up to Jerusalem, but this man was travelling down to Jericho and as you read this, it's even though it's only about fifteen miles as the crow flies, the road that winds through this rocky Judean wilderness is very treacherous and was a great place to have. Uh, robbers and thieves stay in there in the behind a boulder and jump out and attack someone. And so that's even the setting of, I will lift up my eyes. Where does my help come from? This is going to be a difficult journey. And life sometimes is. This is going to be a hard uphill climb. And life sometimes is. But there's also just the wonder of my help coming from the Lord because He is the powerful, wonderful Creator. And He made the heavens and the earth.
0: And so when we need help, we know that we can cry out to the Lord. He is there to be our helper. He is all powerful as Walt has just shared. He is the maker of heaven and earth. Well, let's move into verses 3 to 5 and reading, he will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The Lord is our keeper. Have you ever slipped on loose gravel as you're walking along a rocky path and i want to tell you there are stones everywhere in israel so this was a perfect picture a very practical image for the reader, the listener of this text. It's very easy to slip, to fall in Israel. I've slipped many times to my embarrassment, but I've also seen others fall and they get hurt very badly. The Lord says he won't let your foot sleep. In fact, he keeps you. The one who keeps you will not slumber. Now, before I go into this, I want to tell you that we need in these three verses, verses 3, 4, and 5, we want to look at the repetition of the biblical text. What does repetition show us? It stresses the importance of the truth of that specific point in the text that the writer is wanting us to take away from that, that God wants us to see. And then it firmly reminds the readers. It It's like, let me tell you this okay let me repeat this okay i'm going to tell you this one more time so in verse 3 it says he who keeps you in verse 4 behold he who keeps israel in verse 5 the lord is your keeper did you get the idea the lord is our keeper he's watching out for us and then there's another idea of repetition in these verses then he will not slumber, verse three, and then in verse four, he will neither slumber nor sleep. Now I'm a dictionary freak, so I have to get the dictionary yes, out because you do. <laughs> because I'm like, you know, is that going to slumber nor sleep? Well, what's the difference? Well, slumber is like to sleep lightly, so I kind of think I put in there nap. Okay. You know, you know, God's not going to take a nap, um, and so sleep is then that natural rest or intended that is a deeper sleep where you know you you just really pass out you go into REM sleep or deep sleep and slumber is napping so it's just like you know, God's not going to take a nap. He does, in fact, He doesn't need a nap. In fact, He doesn't even need to sleep. And if you recall in Genesis 1, that day seven, the Lord created a day of rest. That's a rest day that He Himself rested from His work. But He is the Creator, never gets exhausted or overwhelmed with fatigue or is so tired. The Lord never needs to fall asleep. And then as we look at the repetition, we know he's our keeper. We know he doesn't slumber or sleep. And then verse five, he is your shade. That is, he is our protection and our shelter. That idea in the hot sun, when you're able to get under the tree or you're able to get in the shade of a building, it breaks the heat of that sun beating down on you. He is our keeper. The Lord does not sleep. The Lord is our shelter. And I love even this. um,
1: the last three verses of this wonderful psalm kind of continue that theme. You know, we've already seen that the Lord is an all-powerful creator. He has the ability to protect us, but he's also an ever-awake keeper. I mean, he doesn't fall asleep. He's always on the job. He's always there, night or day for us. And in these final three verses, uh, tell us the Lord is an everlasting guard. Um, I'm going to just read these verses that the sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And, and these concluding verses should comfort any believer walking through uncertainty or challenges. And boy, haven't we had uncertainty and challenges this last year? Um, and we remember that God is both a keeper and a shade from all the the adversity of the the day and the night. He is um, a wonderful, protector and provider. And really, these last three verses bring us into a literary uh, term called a mirrorism. Throughout the Hebrew Bible, they will talk about extremes and then everything in in between. And here, one of the mirrorisms is here, the the sun, that's the the great light, and the moon, that's the lower light. It's saying, God's going to keep you 24-7, 247365 god is is a powerful and everlasting guard over your life and and these also the, the you're going out and you're you're coming in i mean this idea it's not just god's going to keep you when you leave the house and god's going to keep you when you come back he's going to keep you all day long um these contrasting parts of and, and include everything in between actually there's a, a famous mirrorism in the old testament and, and and the lord reigned from dan to bersheva and and it just didn't mean he reigned in dan or in bersheva it meant everything in between the whole nation throughout all the hours of the day and into the wee hours of the night the lord is an ever awake keeper and an everlasting guard. And then even as we continue on, he's that when you're away from home, when you're at work, when you're at school, we have to avail ourselves to the Lord as our everlasting guard, just by simply praying anytime, anywhere, anything. One of the habits my wife and I had uh, developed, even as we started having children, is praying in the car and, and one of the things we prayed, of course, is that God would guard them and guide them. Um, we were praying that even as we took them to school. And um, all three of our sons have mentioned that that is a is a memory they have till today. And it, and it was a comfort, uh, especially on the opening days of school. The Lord will protect you. The Lord will guard you from now and forevermore.
0: I mean, these eight verses are so full of there's so much more we could say today and share. And while I just have to say, this is probably one of our favorite chapters. Um, and even out of this Songs of Ascent, there there are a number of them from 120 to 137, I think about or the Songs of Ascent. But we really do enjoy this one. And as we take these eight verses today and we say how will i apply the truths from psalm 121 to my heart to my life how can this passage change my actions my words and my attitudes And so I've come up with some questions and then uh, some suggestions of application. Where do I look in times of trouble? Do I look to the all-powerful, mighty creator? Yes. My help comes from the Lord. And these are good verses for me to meditate on and to memorize. Remember, also from Psalms, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And even Psalm 1 that says, day and night do I meditate on your word. And so do I look to the Lord. And then the Lord doesn't need to take a nap he doesn't have to fall into a deep REM sleep to recover from exhaustion and fatigue. And it's comforting to know that the Lord is always alert. He watches over and he's able to keep me safe then I have to ask myself, do I really embrace this truth? Or is my mind still filled with anxious thoughts and worries? And what if I forget to do this? And what about the to do list? And how am I going to get this all finished? And we just go on and on. And so it's how can I apply these truths? He's watching over me. He's alert. He hasn't fallen asleep. And so how can I apply the truth about the Lord and release my worry, release my anxiety? When I lay down to sleep, I can rest knowing, knowing that the Lord is taking care of every detail that pertains to me. And then another area that I thought about is that idea that the Lord is sovereign and he's all powerful. He is my protector and helper. When I look at my daily schedule, looking at what I've gotten written in my day timer, what my to-do list says, where do I need to confess my lack of trust in the Lord and acknowledge that I'm not completely believing that He is able to care for me? And that is right down to Him reminding me of the details that need to be finished in life. Well, friends, we want to remind you to email us. Would you send us your comments, your Bible questions? Our email address, w b k at gmail.com. Again, that's in our show notes, so you can refer to it. We would love to hear from you. And just even as
1: Brenda was reading that, it just reminds me that W. BK. That's Walt and Brenda K. And so we go by, (laughs) our grandkids have started calling us W and BK. So you can do that too. Well, this is one of my favorite Psalms when we're traveling in Israel. And I especially love to read this as we're going up that route from Jericho on up to Jerusalem, and I like to read that not only just to teach others, but also to reflect on this um, as the day when we go all the way down from the Sea of Galilee to Jericho, and then eventually to the Dead Sea, the lowest place on the face of this earth. And then as we go up, thinking about those pilgrims as they climbed up and saying, this is going to be difficult. Life is difficult. This is going to be hard. Life is sometimes hard. But these ancient travelers, they would talk together and they would remind each other, even in repeating this psalm, that the Lord, He is an all-powerful creator, that the Lord, He is ever awake and He's a keeper, and that He's the everlasting guard, and that He can keep your feet from stumbling on these rocky paths. He will provide for you. And as they prepare their hearts and their minds for this important time of worship at the festival, God is saying, you can trust me. You can trust me. I'm here for you. Well, until our next time together, may you continue to trust the all-powerful Creator in your daily walk
0: with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.